We are officially recording. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Gimmick Minute Wrestling Podcast. Hope everybody had a great week. My name is Jason. I am joined this week by both Kevin and Michael, and we are here to talk about some pro wrestling. Of course, you can join us in the conversation by tweeting us at LiveYourGimmick. That is the at symbol followed by L-I-V-Y-O-U-R-G-I-M-M-I-C-K. I will take a Big Mac. <laughs> oh, man. Does my audio sound bad today? Michael? We lost We lost Michael, apparently. Mm-hmm. Oh, did we it? Did it not get the MOUSC? Because I, I, no, oh, I must have muted myself. Whoops. <laughs> I think I went to quiet. cough that while you were in the middle of it. I muted myself and didn't unmute myself. So M-O-U-S-E. There you go. Does my audio sound bad, Michael? I don't think it does. does I it? mean, you you compared to your normal audio, it sounds bad. Um, given your circumstances, <laughs> it, it's not terrible. It's not, it's, not, it's not as bad as last time. It's like, it's like if you went to the soup place and they were out of your God. favorite so you had to go with like your fourth favorite because everything else looked like it was pretty like crusty and hadn't been touched in a few days okay it's weird i don't think i've ever i don't think i've ever gone and ordered soup at a soup place well you're just you're just not living life, then. life how are you like 57 years old and never been to a soup place Fifty set. Wow, that's that's two ridiculous age jokes that you've made today. Well, only one of them was on the air, so <laughs> that's true. Ah, uh, man. If I, if I was only that old, I probably wouldn't be doing this. Anyway, all right. Well, enough about my age and my audio. So I am remote this week. So if I do sound a little weird, I do apologize. We got Michael recording, and Kevin is just here providing his usual charm. What, wait, what did you say? Huh? What was that last part? You, you tell me to drive around? <laughs> no, I said Michael. I, I said Kevin's here providing his usual charm. Oh, okay. That's not what I heard at all. And I'm not going to say what I thought I, you said because, yeah, no. Okay. Well, I'm more concerned with what you thought I said. So was I. That's why I had to double check. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Kevin, are you recording in your room? Uh, to a car studio, studio. I, I am. Okay. Everybody's, cool. everybody, everybody's still up and awake watching Cobra Kai. So. I thought you were going to say watching Monday oh, Night yeah, Raw. We haven't, we haven't watched Cobra Kai yet because I, I went out of town. So I'll have to, Wait, the new season's I'll out? On that when I get back. Yeah, the no. new season came Why out Friday. Why the fuck am I here then? I don't know. Well, they my so they started watching, I think, yesterday from the beginning. And oh, already, yeah, but they're already on like season three or something like that. Yeah, it wasn't so. too long. We can blow through that show pretty quick, and it's a it's a really good watch. All right, well, now that we've talked about absolutely nothing pertaining to wrestling for the first five minutes of the show, how about we switch gears and talk a little pro wrestling? I, honestly, compared to most weeks, this really wasn't a very heavy news week right there wasn't a, a ton of stuff but I feel, I feel like there's a few things that we can touch on and uh we can get this this show over with but uh first of which you know Braun Strowman returned on Monday Night Raw there was a lot of rumor you know people had said it was already confirmed it was going to happen Bleacher Report I think reported it and you know instead of your typical debut where you get somebody coming out and talking or whatever his music hits and he just comes out to the ring and annihilates the entire tag division. And I, I mean, I don't like yeah, it. It is, it is what it is. I mean, it, it was, it was an impressive debut other than the part where he slipped when he was trying to do the, yeah. the Sherman express, but man, you can kind of tell by the look on his face, he was a little emotional. I don't think he expected the reaction that he got from the live crowd. I don't think that he, I think that he appreciated the moment and he was trying hard not to let it show, but it was, it was definitely coming through on his face. what do you guys think of the Bronx Chrome and re emergence? Eh, whatever. <laughs> I mean, it's cool. It's cool. He's back. I'm kind of with Michael. Like 
you know, I'm, I'm guessing he and I are thinking the same thing as far as like not like maybe how it was put on. Yeah. Like I, I feel not like, liking how he did it. Yeah, there, there's so many ways you could bring him in. You didn't have to have him murder the entire tag division to make them look like a bunch of chumps in the process. Especially in a in like a like it just I don't know it just rubbed me the wrong way because the tag division already doesn't get a lot of love, especially in the Vincent Mann era since he isn't like tag teams. And like it'd be different if it was you know just the the makeshift tag teams that you had like legitimate tag teams out there and it just I don't know I. I I don't like it. I, 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 I have, I'm happy for him. I'm glad he had his moment. I'm glad that, you know, he was well received because I can see why he would think that he wasn't going to get cheered because the internet has not been kind to him. His control your narrative promotion hasn't been doing well. So like he, he probably went into it with the idea of like, well, there's a good chance that I'm going to get booed when I come out here. And it, it was, it was nice to see him be able to appreciate the fans welcoming him, welcoming him back versus it being the other way around. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I guess we'll see what they actually do with him to where, if it's worthwhile or not. Yeah. It kind of was. I don't think honestly, like, you know, like it, it's cool. He's back and everything, but like, it's, I think he's just going to be like a piece there. Like, you know what I mean? Like he, whether he does something or doesn't do anything, like for me personally, like not that saying I don't, I don't care, but it's not gonna like make me like hate the product one way or hate it, you know, hate it or love it anymore. You know, what I mean? you know what I mean. Like it just kind of is what it is. Yeah, it kind of was what it was for me, and I don't think in the long run it really did anything that would hurt the tag team division because you know when when they're lined up to have matches or go for the titles, you're, you're not going to think we two or three weeks from now, you're not going to think anything of this, this whole thing with Braun Strowman. I, I don't think so. Anyway, like, I don't see myself caring about that part of it. I, I think it is a little weird though, that they debuted him on raw in such a way, but then basically immediately put him on SmackDown and I, and I get the reasoning for having him on SmackDown because you want to keep him away from probably Omos would be my guess. I mean, Omos sense? hasn't really been featured, so I have to assume that they're kind of cooling off on him now that Vince is gone. Maybe, yeah. I mean, I can see that. I just thought maybe, you know, since Omos is a part of that roster, if they wanted to do something with him, Having Braun Strowman on that roster too, it's they're they're almost kind of the same person. I mean, Braun's a lot more athletic, but I assumed he was going to be the next person to take on Roman. Was why they put him on SmackDown. Yeah, I, I would imagine that that might be the case, because um, McIntyre's got his hands full with Theory and Cross, so that would make and, sense. And and maybe I, I know you say you have a lot to talk about, Jason. Maybe this is something I can just bring up. Maybe we could talk about real quick. So. Additional things I heard was that there's a good chance that Roman is going to keep the title until WrestleMania 39 and obviously face the Rock. But, like, I mean, does that really do it for you guys? Like, for Rock to be the one to, you know, win? Or, I mean, maybe Roman wins, but, like, if Rock. I don't, think, I don't Roman... think Rock went. I don't think Rock would. I, I think Rock would put Roman over. I don't think he would win that. Yeah, I that would make so. sense. You know, it, it's funny. I actually kind of listened to what was it um, on what happened when they played the uh, the Mongo um, the 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 Mongo thing that they did, mm-hmm, whatever yeah. that was for Mongo. Money for, money for Mongo. Yeah, and there was Jeff Jarrett and Rick Flair actually both kind of got into a little bit of an argument about that, and you know they were kind of saying that yeah, it's leading towards that way. It's looking like that might be the big money match and what might happen. And Jeff Jarrett was of the mindset of that match doesn't need to be for the title. And I agree, it doesn't. Like, you can build that match as a main event caliber match without it being for the title. But then Ric Flair had the mindset of it's the biggest match on the card. It needs to have the title because the title could be featured on the biggest match of the card. 
that's also pretty sound logic. You know, it's like, well, shit. I mean, you know, they, they both make very, very strong cases and very, very strong points there. So I, I just don't know because you can, you can build a, a big match for the title and also have that big match and have one main event night one, yeah, I mean, one main fine. event night two. I'd be fine for it being for the title. I mean, as long as, like, like you said, like as long as Roman goes over, because they're, I mean, yeah. you're going to have people thinking like, oh my God, they might put the title on the rock. Yeah. So as long as, as long as it's believable to where like you think the rock's going to win, but then Roman wins, like I'm yeah. fine with that. Cause I mean, you know, in the end that is going to be a huge draw. For me, I feel like it needs the title for one reason, one reason only. And that's because it's it's the MacGuffin. It's a way for The Rock to come in and be like, not only are you not the head of this family, but I'm going to take those titles from you to prove it. It's mm-hmm. it's that thing to drive the story. Because beyond that, like if Roman isn't the top star at that point of this company, he's not the face of the company, then he's not really you know, the head of the table. He, uh, except for within that family, so it's, it's, it's. I feel like it. The story doesn't have as much draw to it aside from just big money match, and I'm I'm over the big money match bullshit that they've been doing with Brock Lesnar for the past five years. Like I have enjoyed Lesnar over the past year, but I'd rather it just be, you know, that's the thing that Roman holds, you know, dearest to him is being the man, having the titles, being the head of his family. And Rock coming in and threatening to take both from him. And basically be like, I'm going to take everything from you and show you and these people why you are nothing. And then that makes him defeating The Rock that much more powerful. Because him defeating a guy while The Rock is a massive motherfucker, he hasn't been in the ring in how many years? So, like, I don't know how believable it is to have a dude who hasn't wrestled in half a decade or a decade or whatever come back and take on a dude who's been the champion for three years yeah i know i agree and but like i mean to me to me still if he's like back in time and 100 percent healthy like to me the money match for WrestleMania is cody and roman i mean what about the what about the concept that i i saw somebody put out what if Roman defends one title night one and the other one night two? Um, I'd love that, but I could never imagine him doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I still I still like the, the concept of the titles being unified, but I just I yeah, just don't see I them mean, doing I... it solely because Roman already doesn't like to work regularly. I can't imagine him wanting to work two grenades in a row. Right. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, I and mean, there's a possibility, and, and you know we've gotten all these returns back. So if you if you look at that original post of the, um, the 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 Infinity Gauntlet, that did you see, have you guys seen that the the post where somebody had uh, Triple H as Thanos with the Infinity Gauntlet on? And each yeah, they, yeah. they had like a, was... they had an original one, and like that somebody redid it, and like it just kept adding and adding, and then like Bray <laughs> yeah. was the missing piece. Yeah, but of the original one that I saw, everybody is back on that except for Bray. So it's it's just you know a matter of time. Like, are we going to get that that big return still? And maybe Braun. Well, maybe Braun feuding with Roman would be what brings him back because that was where he left, basically. Right? I mean, that was his last moment. Dude, yeah. could you imagine mm-hmm. if they do a fiend version of Ron? Oh man! I'm just saying, instead of his weird camo pants, he's wearing bright red pants right now. And the fiend—I mean, the fiend's pants are those like striped red and black pants. So it was mostly just saying that it was—it was out of character for for him and his past gimmicks. So like, have him his bright red pants, give him a fucking insane clown posse mask, and let's go to the fucking races. I'm yeah, not, I'm not muted again, am I? No, you're no, good. Yeah, no, no. no. I'm just pondering what you're I, saying. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I don't know if the pants really have read that much into it. And Braun definitely looks a lot more shredded and lean than he did when he wrestled before. So I don't know if maybe just the 
change in outfit is more of a sign of, you know, his more of a sign of just his gear that he had before. What, you don't think that they make fitting. tight pants in camo? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you just can't show off the the bit. glutes and the gains and camo because it just it's not flattering. Is that what you're saying? I mean, red just made red just pops a little bit more, man. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, but red is technically um, a color you shouldn't put on TV because it registers um, negative feelings uh, in people, and that's why you don't see a lot of things. Ironically, though, raw is red, um, but most everybody, everybody, I like everybody wears red. It was just all a joke. of them. It was a joke, Jason. It was a joke. <laughs> oh, okay. Calm down. That like pretty much every wrestler has red in their ear almost anymore. I know it was just a joke because but. technically you, you're not supposed to put red on TV. That's like a a thing in in broadcasting. I, I didn't realize. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, so moving on from that, you know, it, it's it's going to be really interesting to kind of see what happens. But so on the WWE side, you know, they're building two extreme rules. Uh, you got Ronda. Looks like she's going to be facing Liv Morgan, but that's really the only match that's 100%. It looks like Kevin Owens is probably going to have something with with Austin Theory. I, I'm almost wondering if Kevin Owens is almost baiting Theory to try and put that money in the bank on the line. Oh, dude, I would love that. I'd feel bad for Theory because at that point that tells me that they're like, yeah, let's get that off of you and put it on someone that we want to use it for. Yeah. Well, you know, did you did you guys? I don't know if you guys got a chance to watch it, but man, I I just happened to turn it on. Um, I came back to the hotel from getting something to eat, and um, man, he was Kevin Owens. Sorry, pronouns. Um, cutting a very very passionate promo on theory, and just another another week of good promos from from KO, and. And like it, I don't know. It just seems more and more like that kind of might be the direction they're going. But I don't know. I guess we'll see. But I can't think of anything else that's really been announced. But Extreme Rules is still three weeks away at this point. So I don't think we really have much. The but, yeah, you know, the only, nothing the needs only, to be built yet. Well, the only thing I like saw tonight that I'm sure they're building towards is uh, Riddle and Rollins again, Ugh. and probably some okay. some kind of match. Um, Basically, what happened tonight was um, Riddle came out and like kind of like Rollins open show, and Riddle kind of basically just chased him away. And um, Judgment came down, kind of was like, "Hey, you know, join us." Um, he, you know, basically said no. He ended up having a match with Balor, and then um, like Rollins basically came back out or whatever. Let's just say and. Gave a stomp to Riddle and basically basically said to him, and I love this. He was like, "Why don't you go away, bitch, <laughs> or go away now, bitch, or something like that?" So obviously they're building to probably something else. I'm guessing extreme rules with them. Yeah, that makes sense. It makes total sense. I'd be curious to see if the Usos defend. That'd be kind of cool if they defended in like some sort of like a ladder match or something like that. Um, but man, I don't know. There's just so many different directions that they can go. It seems like, uh, you know, every, everything's kind of reset from last show to this show now. And it's just like, okay, where, where are we going now? What are we, what are we doing? So I was actually real curious to watch for all tonight to kind of see if I can get some ideas. Uh, the, the women's Scotland match on SmackDown was pretty cool. Like Kevin, you, you even said like SmackDown was a really good show. Oh, it was, just, yeah. Top but to like, bottom. But like, in, in, no, I'm not making a. That, that's not a uh, <laughs> Ronda Rousey joke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's not a Ronda Rousey pun. <laughs> Good lord. Um, <laughs> yeah, they were hell bent on escaping that top. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and honestly, she she would. You know, sorry, Kevin, not to cut you off again, but mm-hmm. she would always have issues with her top before she had a baby, mm-hmm. and her you know her boobs got noticeably bigger from you know the baby but yeah now she's even had like that's why i i felt like that's why she had changed her gear up a little bit to make sure things like that didn't happen and then yeah. all of a sudden she switched back and i was like oh shit Rhonda. yeah i want to cover uh, up those things girl she's like nope i'm just gonna fucking let them flop around and just well, and that Sonya, nobody Sonya sees my nipples helping. 
Oh yeah, like she's like grabbing and fucking pulling, and I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just like, Jesus, Sonia wants to see the titties more than everyone else apparently. <laughs> like, damn, Sonia, come on. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's you know, it, not too much else going on there. So we we can kind of move on and talk a little AEW. I thought it was really really interesting that there was no mention by name of any of the people that were involved in the incident that we talked about last week. So there was no mention of the Bucks. There was no mention of Kenny Omega. They didn't mention CM Punk. All they basically said was that the titles have been vacated and they crowned a new trios champion last night. And then they also started that uh that title tournament for the AEW world championship so what were you guys thoughts on how they handled that um i'm having a real hard time not not leaning into the people on the internet claiming it's a worky work are you thinking it's a work really there's some people on on the internet who are, who are leaning towards thinking it's a work and i don't know i feel like it's it could be very possibly work. I it's hard to say because there's some like rumors going around that Punk's um, comments during the press conference were like partially planned, um, and then like someone tweeted something along the lines of a press conference filled with um, like scripted professional wrestling like actors isn't a like like isn't a sports press conference and you're if you're a journalist in that scenario you're not a journalist you are participating in the acting of it and then colt cabana liked that tweet um in, in, like implying that like he may also think that it was a work and that that was all just a plan to get punk heat and try to just keep aw as the top fucking topic of the weekend, considering there was two WWE pay-per-views the same weekend as their big pay-per-view. So, mm-hmm. and, and with how butthurt Tony Khan was about that by the end of the press conference, I mean, there's just a lot of little things that make sense that like, okay, well this could have just been a whole thing just to make it. So AEW still the top trending top fucking talked about thing on this huge wrestling weekend. Hmm. Be honest, if that's the case, that's that's just dumb. But go ahead, Kevin, what were you gonna say? Oh, I wasn't saying anything. I was just kind of taking that all in. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Here's here's the problem that I have with that. First of all, fuck you. We talked. <laughs> no. And second of all, First fuck of all, you, Smarks. <laughs> First of all, we, we talked we talked last week about how just wildly unprofessional that whole thing was. Mm-hmm. Secondly, which would make even more well, sense that it was a work. Well, then secondly, though, why would they then effectively sabotage one of the best stories that they had going on, the Punk MJF story, culminating with them having that match and potentially MJF taking the championship off of Punk was it was money. Like they had I, a I, I, I agree, but story. Like they why would they just fuck that up? Like that was gonna that, happen like, anyway, because Punk's injured again. But they didn't they didn't know that at the time and there's also I mean I imagine that, they probably would have because I feel like he knew something was wrong by the time he got back to his lo- the locker room because he was apparently icing his arm when they came into his, his locker room. So I would assume that he probably would have said something to the ref and the ref would have passed that on to Gorilla. That's, I don't know, man. That, that's a lot because your adrenaline's going and his arm might be sore, but he not might not know it seriously messed up. He may have been and... like, I felt something pop. Like, like he, yeah. he might have just said something subtle to the ref. Um, I don't know, man. I, I, I still don't. I, I don't see it. I don't buy it. I don't. I don't think that. I don't think any of that is a work. Because if if any of it is, to me, it's. So so, 
here's my thing about it it's, it's, it's is, just dumb. it's just dumb to me if it is like if they, it is it's dumb they allegedly it, it, have this this third party company coming in to investigate this whole fucking bullshit mm-hmm. and they're going to interview each person that like was a witness or was involved or this or that well at this point They've all, like, unless they're fucking taking lie detector tests or something, every single person involved has already given their side of the story. So you're just going to get the same two sides of that coin. What they have come in are, investi- like, actual investigators. Like, these are, like, retired police, retired FBI, like, What are they going to fucking... What are they going to magically pull out of a bunch of fucking actors who are going to have they, their stories synchronized? They just have they just have a way of getting through to the truth because everybody has a different version of events of what happened. So the idea is to have a third party come in that's able to kind of sift through the bullshit and figure out who's telling what. It's actually a pretty common practice um, in businesses and stuff like that to do investigations like that. So yeah, I, I like with normal things, but this this though it doesn't seem to make sense to me to do that because literally it's it's just gonna be interrogations because they have no evidence beyond that that they can do so they just have to hope that someone slips up in their story and they can be like ah there's the hole it's clearly this side's the right like there, there's no like there's nothing they're gonna be able to bring out of this that would probably legally be well, you know used in court or something like that it, it like it's not, it'll it's just not still be for hearsay. legal it's not for a legal thing. It's more for like a punishment purpose. Like, okay, oh, no, but I'm who just saying, the one who like, actually started it? Like, if, that's if, that's the idea. If if they can't get evidence that would hold up in court, I would I would fucking if I was punished for something that I believe I didn't do, because they managed to fucking pressure someone into saying something incorrectly, and then just assume that that means that that side's wrong, which cops are what known to do. I would fucking sue the shit out of Tony Khan then. Like that, that, I'm saying that it doesn't, it it doesn't make sense to do that for this kind of scenario. Plus, I mean, the another thing that really makes me think it's a work is fucking Kenny Omega saving Larry the dog during all this. I heard about that. Like the fact that that's part of the elite's fucking story. If that isn't yeah. the most worky work work bullshit I've ever heard, that's like a, some shit you tell to your friends to get them to pop and laugh while you're out having drinks. That's not something you fucking use in your official statement of your side of the fight. Plus, it's like, because yeah. what, what they said was that they knocked on the door and that they didn't. Somebody made a joke that they did a, a super kick party door. <laughs> um, but that like as soon as they like he didn't answer right away, but like as soon as they came in, Punk immediately started swinging on Matt. Mm-hmm. And which if he's got a torn tricep, like I don't know, like if he's like fucked up, I don't see him just all of a sudden yeah getting up and start throwing punches. Start throwing punches. Um, at the same time, I don't think at that point because you, you guys gotta realize like that that media scrum happened pretty much immediately after the match. Like he went straight from the match, never had time to really assess anything. Went straight into that media thing, and then from that media thing went right into that confrontation with them. No, he so like he, I said, he was supposedly in his locker room icing his arm, so he was in pain at that point. The adrenaline had worn off. Okay, but but again, you, you're not going to know that you have a muscle, and if you're and if you're threatened, and you're, I don't know, I I don't. This is one thing that I think people think it's a work because it's pro wrestling, but I don't think this this was an actual work because think... it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't benefit AEW at all for this because we're not talking about like we're, the conversation we're having about this like we're not talking about AEW in terms of oh my gosh this was so awesome. We're talking in terms of oh my gosh, like, like how fucked up is this company right and, now? And, and, and also, like, I, I guess part of me is believing that it's not a, not a work because why would you, do, you know, you, you just crowned your first ever trios champions, and you just and you want to take it off of them. I mean, yeah. I mean that makes it even more believable though. Like you, you. You you take it and you they've done such a great job if if this is a work of making it look like a shoot, 
that they stripped both cha- like sets of champions in the scenario right after they both won and suspended them pending the investigation and pending Trunks Trump the Punk's fucking eight month hiatus from his injury and all that and like I I just there's there's too many like holes and weird things about it to make me believe a hundred percent that it's a shoot. Uh, like, uh, like, like we were talking about, and I just don't think you're quite understanding. If you're sitting there icing your arm, you're in that much pain. If someone walks in the room and they are not being aggressive, which the the young bucks in their story claim they were not, that they just came in to try to talk to him, you aren't going to start throwing punches. Like that's just not gonna happen. Punks in his forties, like it's not abnormal for him to need to ice a part of his body. Regardless, Jason, so if someone just, after, like, if, if, so if your wife like, knocks on the door and you don't answer, so she opens the door because she wants to talk to you, you're going to start throwing punches because you don't know who's coming through your door? Dude, I... I'm just I saying know. that, yeah, that that's just... the part. It's not so much the arm part. It's the fact that why would he just, like, they come into the room Claiming because that they didn't he, come into the room aggressively, he and he's going missed, to be throwing punches. That's their story: is that they ba- calmly came into the room and, and, and he started throwing sucker punches. And that's why, and that's why they're hiring the investigators to get the story straight. But here's the thing, though: too, he literally just sat on a chair and said, "If you have a problem with what I'm saying, come at me." Then three no, he guys said, come, came. He at him. didn't say come at me. He said come talk. He he, he was saying then come fucking talk with me about it. He didn't say, he come at me and said, fight me. He said, come find me. Yeah, he said, come, come find, find me. me. Yeah. Yeah, come find me. That's, but, that, but that's that, not that's him fucking saying, let's, let's that's fight. That's him me. saying, let's so fucking three, deal with so it. Three, so three guys showed up at his door to find him, and he was not in the mood and just started swinging. Like, that's that that's basically what happened here. So I I don't know, man. I I just don't. There, I don't I'm just see... saying the elite story doesn't make sense. It seems too cartoony to me. Oh, we calmly came in. He started throwing punches. Fucking Omega saved Larry the dog, <laughs> and then got bit by fucking Ace Steel. Like you're telling me that fucking story seems like a real incident. I can believe Kenny Omega maybe wanted to save Larry. I could, I'm not going. That's the most believable part of the entire fucking story. But still, just so outrageous that that would be their fucking like selling point in this. It's like Kenny Omega is such a good guy that he wanted to save Punk's dog while all this was going on. And then the idea that Ace Steel is like lost his shit and bit Kenny Omega because his wife was in the room. Like, were they fighting on top of his wife? Like, I'm very confused. And like. <laughs> Why that would like give you fucking PTSD? You hear the the Apache helicopters flying by, and you lose your shit and knock someone out with a chair, and then bite another dude. Like it just there's so many parts of this that just seem so overly exaggerated that it only could be fucking pro wrestling. Yeah, I mean it is, but when you have a circumstance like this, where you have like a, a fight like this, there's always going to be backstage. Like there's always going to be like different sides to every story. Like for instance, when like Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart got into their their hair pulling match and and everything. Like there was there was different sides to there are different sides to that when it happened. Um, did did Shawn you know, beat up Bret because Sherry was in the room? No, but why why would Ace Steel's wife being in the room have anything to do with that? That's what Ace Steel is claiming. Like his like the reason he lost his shit and attacked. Nick with a chair oh, yeah, and bit Kenny Omega was because he was fearful right, for his, his wife's wife life because she was in the room watching right. Larry. Right. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like it, it just all it, it is all a ridiculous story. It is. But I just think that I just hope, I day, just I just I just hope when being the elite eventually comes back on because they're that's on hiatus too. I just hope they mock it somehow like they mock their fucked up power bomb spot. <laughs> you remember that? When they they fucked up the like triple power bomb and then they made a mock of it on <laughs> being the elite. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, like I mean, I, elite. Sorry. Okay. I, I just, I don't know. I just think it does them more harm than good for this. Like this wasn't a. I I don't. This think wasn't that a this good. Was a, I'm not saying it was a smart move. The company. I'm just saying I think Tony Khan got all up in his feelings because he was butthurt that they ran the first ever fucking pay-per-view overseas and in the UK in 
fucking a decade or two or whatever. And, and like the same weekend that they were doing all out, I think he got up his feelings, got pissy and started making emotional decisions instead of business decisions, which it's Tony Khan, which so that's a hundred percent believable. And he decides like, this will be a way for us to fucking be the biggest news in the industry. And no one will even fucking be talking about Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns because they'll be too busy talking about the fact that Ace Steel fucking bit Kenny Omega while he was trying to save Larry the dog. And, and that backfired because it was still the most compelling thing all weekend was Clash of the Castle. Was it though? Because so, everyone on the internet still talking about so. AEW. And, but just because you think it so doesn't mean that's the thing that's being talked about. Uh, but it's think about yeah, how, how much time have we spent on Clash of the Cancel in the past two weeks versus how much time have we spent talking about this conference? Because guess what? Um, we've spent two episodes fucking talking about this, this, and we spent fucking five minutes talking about Clash of the Castle last episode. Well, that's because that's because I wanted to talk about Clash of the Castle more, but you rushed, you made me rush through it because we had to talk about the the supposed now work. Um, Man, I, I don't know. You're, you might be right. I, I just I just don't see it. Kevin, where do you come out on this? Um, I'm in, I'm indifferent, honestly. But <laughs> he's like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> he's like, I just want to go to bed. I don't fucking listen, care if it's a work listen, or a shoot. I I don't I don't think it's a work, but I could it, nothing like would put it past me that it is. If, 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 it, if it if it is a work, like fucking kudos to them. So, I'm just saying that they are the new WCW, and that's the most WCW thing to do. Like I could see Eric Bischoff doing something like this. Unfortunately, yeah, maybe I don't. I don't know. It just. I mean, not Eric Bischoff now with with foresight. I'm talking about Eric Bischoff, third like twenty something years ago. When he was, you know, trying to take down WWE, I just, I just think more, more or less, where there's smoke, there's fire, and all the, all the instances of issues that you have coming out in AEW, and then all this happens. It just seems like it was kind of, it was almost like it was inevitable, but, but maybe they were presenting that narrative and wanted <laughs> you, everybody you, to believe you, that. You bet, so. you Bischoff saying to Hogan, okay, so when you go in the locker room, I need you to save Larry the dog. He'll be like, that doesn't work for me, brother. <laughs> I will say, um, Kevin uh, Kevin Nash on his podcast, his response to this possibly being a work, his, his only argument against it is the fact that the belief that they were throwing live rounds. that like He's like, there's no way in hell you'd get me to go backstage and to fucking pull this narrative off and let you just fucking waffle iron me in the face. Like that's not happening. And I'm like, well, who like no one involved wasn't a, like a part of the crew or a professional wrestler. Like they all worked for AEW. So like every single person who was allegedly there could have been in on it. Like, like but allegedly, allegedly Nick Jackson was knocked out though. And he had a black eye. I so, mean, Maybe he was just like someone did spot him the next day with a black eye. Well, then I mean, maybe he's really trying to live that fucking kayfabe life. Undertaker was a, was a fucking hot topic gothic kid for thirty fucking years uh, to protect kayfabe. Nick Jackson I, can't fucking take one for the team. No, I can definitely yeah. see that. Put a, little, put a little makeup on, or just even letting his brother punch him in the eye. Guarantee they fucking did stupid shit like that when they were kids to get out of school or something. And you're gonna make this. You're gonna make this into a work, no matter what. I'm. I'm. I'm saying. Um, I. I. There is. I. I hundred percent believe it could be a shoot. I'm just the more and more people talk about, it and the more and more things that come out, the more and more it just seems like a work to me. Just because it seems so over the top, and it just keeps getting more and more over the top. So that's the only thing that really is driving it for me. That it could be a work is just the fact that as it evolves it becomes more and more of a fucking carny ass fucking storyline versus a bunch of butthurt overpaid dudes getting up in their feelings because they can't get along for five minutes yeah i just i I think more and more the the stories though come from 
you know, it's the telephone, telefriend, telewrestler, and, and, and also it's the different sites you have reporting it. Like, oh, we have this source saying this, we have this source saying this. Really, the only people that know exactly what happened are the people that were in the room and they're not really talking to anybody. So there might be people that came in late and saw certain things. There might be people that came in, you know, right as it was starting, but then ran and went and got people and then only heard about some of the other stuff that happened. You know, there's there's going to be so many different sides to, to what's going on. Like, I just, I don't know, like, I, I guess time will tell. But and then the other thing that came out of this was, you know, MJF's return. And, of course, it looked like, okay, he's going to challenge Punk. But now that's not going to happen because Punk's hurt and, well, and he also relinquished the title. So now he's going to probably face whoever ends up winning this tournament. And I thought the tournament field was kind of interesting. You know, names like um, Darby Allen. Uh, we got, um, let's see, Sammy Guevara was in it. And then, of course, Mox, Jericho had first round buys. And then um, Hangman was in it, but he lost already. Oh, poor Hangman. Brian Danielson. <laughs> yeah. He gets buried by Punk and then gets buried in the tournament. <laughs> yeah. Well, yep. he, he already lost before the match even happened. Thanks, Jericho. Oh, my right, God. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Did I lose you guys? No, I'm here. No, no I'm still here. Sorry. Oh. I was, was riveting audio for, for our my daughter's text. <laughs> um, but yeah, so with MJF, you know, what about his promo coming out and, you know, kind of seemingly being on the, the fan side for a little bit, like taking digs, but then apologizing for him. I, I, I love to do that. I thought that was good. He comes right out, goes and gives Taz the biggest hug ever, flips off Excalibur and Tony. <laughs> And, like, you knew, like, obviously he was, like, building up to something. And then he just, like, went into fucking full-on MJF. But, like, I mean, but even himself, like, he couldn't take his shirt off. It got stuck on his, like, one wrist. Oh, my and, God, like, yeah. And, the, and then he, the fans started giving him shit. And he just, like, told him to go basically fuck off or whatever. But, like, he leaves. And as he's about to leave, Mox just gets on the mic and is like, oh, you're... Your theme music sucks, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> and then Mox's <laughs> fucking promo was great. You know what I mean? Like, he just was, you know, just speaking. And somebody uh, had a great meme, too. It was like him. It was like from Clerks. <laughs> He's supposed to be here today or something. Yeah. So, um, no, that was... It, it, I I hope with this tournament... I hope it's Brian versus Mox. Um, that way you kind of don't know who's going to win. So, you know what I mean? As far as who will win the title to oh, face please. MJF. We all know their default for fucking transitional champion is Mox. Yeah. Which I can see. Yeah. So they're going to put the belt on Brian and just have him lose to MJF. Right. Yeah, that's the other thing. Like, it, 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 whoever ends up winning it, it's going to be a transitional thing. It almost would make sense to have like Darby win it because he at least has some well, sort of history with MJF. But so he he, he, he uh, lost to Guevara on Rampage. Right. Yeah, I saw that, and Guevara held up the title, and then people on the internet were like, "If Sammy Guevara fucking wins the title, then this company really is lost." <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? What's funny though? You know they talked. We talked how long ago about the four pillars and why not if, if if you need somebody to kind of push and you need something different then why not do something like that but i i think it's it, i just think he's not he's not there yet like he, he's very talented and he's a great heel but i just don't think he's at that main event status quite yet yeah, no, I am kind of with Mike. I'm, I'm thinking, you know, if if their next step is just to put it on MJF, then I mean, Mox is the most. Uh, Mox is the easy jobber. He's the easy jobber, you know. Unless like if Jericho was like still face, maybe, you know, I'm sure he'd be fine with transitioning to MJF. I'm um, not gonna lie though, I'd I'd be down for fucking. Oh, heel versus heel, man. Yeah, or, or I mean, just would... Jericho versus MJF too, like. 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they had a good storyline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, they did have a good storyline. They could play it up where they're like, oh, man, you remember the good old days, like when we had that sing-along and all that fucking shit? And then Jeff would be like, yeah, you're a fucking Mark. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, and Jericho, you know, his character has evolved and developed so much. It wouldn't take much just for him to be a baby face again. I know they're trying to have this Jericho Appreciation Society as this, you know, dominant heel faction, but at the same time, you know, it wouldn't it wouldn't take a whole lot. But... Plus, they could play up the angle, if, even if they, like, didn't care about heel versus heel, of, you know, MGF has got such a hard-on for WWE, and Jericho's whole thing is being fucking entertain like sports entertainers. Like they could play that up and have Jericho be like, "Are you sure you don't want to join the Jericho Appreciation Society?" And then MGF be like, "Eh, maybe like no, fuck you. I want the title." Like, there's there's different yeah, ways you go with it. Um, yeah, that's another thing that I, is making me think. Oh, sorry, back. I don't want to fucking keep going on this stupid Bucks bullshit, but. Allegedly, now the fucking Bucks and Kenny Omega have put feelers out in WWE uh, for when their contracts expire. I did hear that too. I heard they put feelers out a while ago. I heard Versus Kenny put them out while he was injured, out. but I think the Young Bucks was more recent. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I mean, they're probably going to lose her. I would imagine. Let's say all of this really was real and, you know, you have these investigations come out as to what happened and, you know, whatever. I mean, there's a there's a chance they lose their EVP status just like Cody did, you know. So if, if that's the case, then, you know, if, if they don't have that control and just like Cody, if they don't have that control anymore, then why not? You know, if you're just going to be another guy, why not go be another guy in the biggest company in the world? I'm just saying, just it's just funny that these these stories are coming out as oh, yeah. as all this is happening with all this unrest and you know them being butt hurt because Papa Tony didn't take their <laughs> side against Uncle Punk and like all this bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it's it's gonna be. I'm sure we're gonna hear even more of it. That's the other thing, like with MJF too. Why is he? I what. Is Tony Khan really just that, like, oh, these guys can say whatever they want to? And, you know, because he's, he's literally talking about WWE and Triple H on AEW television and the great contract war of 2024. And, you know, like, well, I, I cannot imagine, like, Tony being cool with that. Like, why would you be cool with that? I can for one reason and one reason only. Because their core fan base is so supposed to be so anti-WWE. Hence why the fucking Jericho Appreciation Society works the way it does with him being sports entertainers. I can see this being a way to do it where maybe MJF isn't legitimately considering going to WWE, but they play it up because it gets people talking and it pushes him as a heel despite the fact the fans fucking love him. Because the fans don't like the other company even though it's getting better because it's fucking ran by someone who's not a senile old fool, but they still want to be AE dub AE dub. And they can't do that. If their fucking favorite heel on TV is coming out and saying that he wants to go work with the real professional wrestlers, uh, like his best friend, Cody and work with, I can't remember who else he fucking mentioned, but he mentioned a few other people by name. And, and like you do that and you, you'll be able to get people to boo him where normally they'd, they'd fucking still cheer him and laugh and think what he's saying is funny and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I guess... Even the I, cheap hometown heat doesn't really work for MJF because people still fucking will get behind him by the end of his promo anyway. Yeah. I, I just still think it's... I don't think it does them any favors to continually talk about the other company. Especially, like, in, in a way where he is almost putting them over and giving them props like oh so wait triple h is running like what if you're somebody that hasn't watched wwe in a while you don't really know what's going on and you're like oh triple h is running wwe you know maybe i'll check that out like you're just putting more eyes on their product so if you're trying to compete i'm sorry if you're watching AEW and you have and, and you are just finding out that triple h has taken over 
WWE, like, and you're that much of a hardcore fan that you've been watching AEW instead of WWE, you, I can't imagine you don't know. I mean, Max Caster gave it away, if that's the case. <laughs> but yeah. he rapped about. Oh yeah, it's true. It's true. It's true. Yeah, I don't know. I, it just it just seems to me like they they really need to focus more on their. They, they just need to focus more on them and, I, and just stop and I, and, bringing and I, them up. I, I do agree. It's, in, it's just to an extent. I think for the most most of their cases, when they're talking about WWE, it's nothing more than just taking cheap shots um, for the sake of trying to be the the meta company that's mocking the other guy because we're so cool and rebels and you know we're the new thing. With MGF, though, I think it it makes sense for his character because his character is supposed to be, I'm better than you and you know it. And guess what that means? He thinks that he is the top money guy uh, and everyone wants a piece of his dick. And he's going to make them fucking bid for it when his contract's up. So for his character, I think it makes sense. For, you know, the acclaim, yeah, some of their shots are funny, but it is just, you know, that cheap fucking, like, cheap shots at it. For some of the other guys, like, Eddie Kingston and, and Moxley and stuff. It is. It's just fucking cheap shots at the other company. Um, so I think if you do it properly, like they have with MJF, it's it's it is what it is. It's just it's just bringing bleeding real life into the fantasy of it all. It's it's that that work shoot that we all fucking crave because it makes you question: Did Kenny Omega really save Larry the dog? <laughs> That's all I want to know. I, I we don't like, give a uh, shit how big Batista's dick is anymore because we want to know, yeah. did Kenny Omega save Larry the dog? Yeah. I feel like the, the title of this episode is going to be, did Kenny Omega save Larry the dog? It should be. Um, if it's not, then I, I'm going to fucking just respond to this week's episode with nothing but gifts of MGF saying, fire me, you fucking Mark. <laughs> but, but here's the thing, though. If, if Ace Steel's wife was in there watching Larry the dog, why did why did Kenny Omega have to save it? Allegedly, Larry was freaking out and barking and losing his shit because of the fight that was going on, which well, makes even yeah, less sense of I mean, why obviously. the f- yeah, which like you said makes even less sense why he needs saved because she should have been watching him. But like it's yeah, the whole thing yeah. makes no fucking sense. Yeah. Sounds like a story you fucking tell your friends. Like, it sounds like George Costanza talking about fucking pulling a golf ball out of a whale's hole. That's what it sounds like to me. Those are the titles. Hold <laughs> <laughs> on, huh? Still to this day, my favorite episode of Seinfeld. The sea was angry uh, that day, my friends. <laughs> <laughs> the waves were ten stories high if they were a foot. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's really all I've got. Is there anything else that we need to address? I kind of stopped watching Raw, so I don't know what's going on there. There Looks I like was. Da- oh, there I guess I, we can talk. There I was. I die with a massive fish. Mammal. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> a wave swept me up and put me on top of the beast. I was staring into the blowhole. Oh, my God. You know what, Jason? <clears throat> I, I know how much you love the creativity of Fanboy Fight Club. I, your homework for next week is I want you to make a Kenny Omega version of that story. <laughs> I want the Kenny Omega version of fucking <laughs> pulling the, the ball out of the whale's hole, but instead it's with Larry the dog and all the fighting that was going on. You know what, Noah, how about this? I want you both to do something like that, and the winner will challenge uh, why me. Why did I bring this the, up? Fuck the, winner, the winner will challenge me at Dream Rules. <laughs> Fuck me. I regret my decisions. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Okay, so we both have to come up with our own. Kenny Omega, and, and George Both of us are doing story. Kenny Omega, George Cusanta story, and the preface has to be that he saves Larry. The dog. Yeah. And we'll, and we'll do the voting on whatever you want, TikTok, Twitter. But also, I, I will have a vote, too. Why the fuck are you going to vote? Because. I feel, like, no, that, I feel like that's some bullshit where you're going to – I'm going to get no, – fu- no, Jason's no, not going to get I'm, any votes on the TikTok. And then nope. Kevin's going to be like, oh, well, it's a tie because I think Jason's was better. <laughs> no, nope, I will be completely unbiased. 
I don't know. I don't trust my four, my my less sexy co-host. There, there, there will be no JT. There will be no, no JT Hummels. No Kevin uh, Wackerly. Wackerly. <laughs> <laughs> Why does yours sound like a fucking Whoa. porn star? We uh Wheatley. How about that? There you go. That sounds a lot less like a fucking discount <laughs> porn star. Jesus. <laughs> this is the first W name I could think. Wackerly. Wackerly. Uh, yeah. Oh man. Uh, all right. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, that's really all I got. So, I mean, Dominic Spielkern, I guess, is kind of interesting, being a part of Judgment Day and being yeah. Now he the, has uh, re- regular, regular sex with Rhea Ripley. <laughs> right. Oh man. I love the fucking like memes with Buddy Murphy because they're like Buddy fucked his sister. Now right. he's fucking right. his girl. Well, they had right. a thing. To, they had a thing tonight. Dom did like a sit down interview, and then at one point, Rhea Ripley comes and whispers something into his ear. Okay, so everybody, so they put something. I think WWE or somebody put something on Twitter. They said, "What do you think that she said to him?" And the first oh, comment, first comment somebody had was, "Don't tell your daddy what we did." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh. Let's be honest. Somebody, He's um, not fucking her. Somebody, She's fucking him. Oh yeah. Somebody, somebody um, did the uh, the introduction where she said, "Oh, I turned him into a man." And then you know when Dom struts out wearing all black, they start playing the "I had I just had sex." Song. <laughs> I was really hoping it was gonna be "I'll make a man out of you" for Mulan. That would have been better. <laughs> but I just had sex and it felt so good. I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, this is probably Akon or I can't even do that. Was, but... It was Lonely Stand Islanders, Live. wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, was it Lonely? Yeah. Yeah, Lonely Island Boys did it on Saturday Night Live. Well, did I? Did, I thought the, I thought it the was Akon, so though. good. <laughs> but yeah, so there, that, there's that. But outside of that, yeah, I mean, that's, that's really about it. So I guess we'll kind of see how things go with Extreme Rules coming up, like where they end up going with that. It doesn't sound like Roman's going to be on it, but. You know, maybe we'll get. Um, I, I'm sure if Roman's not on it, what do you think? Probably Riddle and Seth will end up being the main event. Yeah, they'll probably have some sort of extreme rules match, and it's still I mean, Seth, Seth it's has still pretty much become, Seth has pretty much become the main eventer if Riddle's not around. I mean, that's kind of. I mean, obviously with Cody. You mean and, if Roman's not around? You know, I say, you said Riddle's not around. I'm like he's in the match. How's he? Not oh, around? Roman. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, when Roman's not around, my fault. Yeah. So he, he's been he's been the man when when the man's not around. Um, Don't let Seth hear that. Yeah. yeah. Might call me a bitch. Anyway, all right. Well, that does it for this week's episode of the Gimmick Minute Wrestling Podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Let us know what you think about the things going on in AEW. Is it a work? Is it not a work? You know, let us know what you think. Tweet us at Live Your Gimmick. That is the at symbol followed by L-I-V like Liv Morgan. Y-O-U-R as in the word your. And then gimmick, G-I-M-M-I-C-K. I feel like Follow this is like when, when you're on the phone with tech support and they're asking for your email and you're just like, it's G is in Greg, R is in Robert. <laughs> give like the golf romeo whiskey <laughs> most people don't know uh the the military alphabet most people just go you need, with whatever. Some, you, need, you need to play some more call of duty then well i'm talking about no i work tech support most and that's what i'm saying most <laughs> people don't know that most people instantly just go for whatever whatever words that they come up with and some of them are getting more ridiculous than others so a lot of people use like generic things like robert and stuff like that but yeah anyway, that's this is in <laughs> Oh, all right. Good Lord. Once again, thank you guys for listening to this week's episode of the show. Michael, you got anything you want to plug real quick while we're at it? Oh, I've got so many things I want to plug, just like Rhea Ripley. Uh... <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> Make sure to check out youtube.com forward slash Modern Toy Fair. We are back in full force. We have reviews on Monday. We have the replay of Only Figs on Wednesdays, and we have the weekly podcast on Fridays, along with all sorts of other stuff like Top Tens, Smasher Pass, Wilker Nope. Uh, other weird shit we come up with. 
And of course, if you want to join us live and worldwide for our weekly purchases, you can check us out twitch.tv forward slash modern toy fair every Wednesday night, 10 p.m. Eastern time, where me, Jamar, and Nate go over our weekly purchases on OnlyFigs. And make sure to check us out Twitter, Instagram, TikTok at Modern Toy Fair, and go buy some shirts, uh, tboat.com, search Gimmick Minute, or Modern Toy Fair. You'll find some shirts with our logos on them, along with a bunch of other shit. Kev, you got anything before we wrap up? Nope, not a goddamn thing. All right, well, stay tuned for next week's contest that Michael accidentally came up with. And uh, we'll have to get our Larry the Dog stories in. So I'm going to I'm gonna have to start thinking here. But, um, but yeah, I mean, that, that pretty much wraps it all up. So thank you guys again for listening. For Michael and Kevin, my name is Jason, reminding all of you smarks out there to save Larry, be a fan, and always live your gimmick. Goodbye, everybody. Kiss, kiss, hug, hug, H-H, brother. <laughs>